and pray for Tito as he shares the word tonight. So yes, please. Get out your notebooks <laughs> and your pens. All right. Good evening. God bless you guys. All right. Let's start in prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for this night, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the work that you did on the cross, Lord, the finished work that you did on the cross, Lord. I pray right now in Jesus' name that it may be you speaking, Lord, that I may hide behind the cross, Lord. Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me, may you speak and let me be quiet, Lord. Use me as a vessel for your honor and glory. I pray that this message may uh, touch the hearts of the congregation and all who are listening, all who may watch this now or later. I pray that seeds may be planted and that your love may be demonstrated through this message that we may be more and more like you, for this is the will of the Father, that we may conform, be conformed to the image of the Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So the title of the message is Be Like Christ. All right. I have my notes this time. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to slow down. Last time I was in a little bit of a hurry. I had a lot of uh, scriptures and a lot of people were trying to take notes, and I was just flying right through everything. So let's see. It's 7.29. I figure I have till right about 8. All right. So everybody could stand for the verse. All right, there we go. It's uh, Romans 8.29. I believe I used the NLT version for this one. Forgive me. <laughs> so it says, For God knew his people in advance. And he chose them to become like his son. All right? You guys may have a seat now. So, here's another verse. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Ephesians 5.1. I'm going to start off with a little bit of humor, okay? Is that all right? All right. Kind of ease my nerves a little bit. Hopefully, you know. So, growing up, we all wanted to be like certain people. Actors you know, superheroes, athletes, etc. I grew up in the 80s, 90s. Um, I had many people that I wanted to be like. One of which was Michael Jordan. How many of you guys remember that Gatorade commercial in the 90s? Be like Mike. Man, everybody wanted to be like Mike. He has style, charisma, athleticism, amazing talent, he was like a superhero on and off the court. You guys remember the song? Anybody remember the song? You guys want me to sing it? All right. All right. Everybody who knows it, sing with me. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You've got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move. I dream I groove like Mike. If I could be like Mike. That's not so bad, right? It's probably the right key. Well, guess what? Did you know we have our own version as Christians? I got something written down for you. It's not a dream. He lives in me. You've got to see how much he means to me. I dream I preach. I dream I teach like Christ. If I could be like Christ. How's that? Much better, right? Awesome. There was another character that I wanted to be like growing up. 
Good thing my wife's serving in the ministry, in the nursing, because she would kill me. Finally, the, no, I'm just joking, just, the rock. <laughs> now I want to be like the true rock, Jesus Christ, the real rock, right? How many of you guys know my little, uh, my little guy, Lion Judah, my youngest son? He's quite the character, right? I don't know where he got that from. I have no idea, probably my wife. So he has an arsenal of characters that he imitates. A few months ago, it was Spider-Man. He would make us watch the movie Into the Spider-Verse over and over again. Those that have kids, you understand the torture, the struggle, the carrying of the cross as parents. He would learn the scripted lines, the moves, everything. He wanted to be just like Spider-Man. We were created to imitate. We were created to emulate. We were created to emulate our creator, Jesus Christ. So we have that in us. It's fun to watch. Then it was Godzilla. <laughs> That's my son inside Godzilla. Um, he would practice the roar, how he moved, all of it. Currently, <laughs> he's obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. We must have watched Sonic 2 like 20 times. He's still working on his sonic speed. He's almost as fast as Sonic, almost. This picture was taken um, in the bathroom. I was using the bathroom, and he thought it was a grand idea to come open the door and show me his new Sonic outfit. I had to take a picture. And <laughs> he had the right number up. Um, <laughs> Like I said, my wife would kill me. Going back to Michael Jordan for a second. You guys remember the movie Space Jam? Okay. So there was a part in the movie where Bugs Bunny created a special placebo drink. Does anybody remember the name of that drink? What is it? Water? No, no. It was, it was a name to it. Was that? Spirit stuff? No, no. Close. It was Michael's secret stuff. Come on, guys. Michael's secret stuff. So that the Toon Squad could be like Mike on the basketball court. Now it was a placebo. There was nothing special about the water. But it made the team feel like they were going to be like Mike. And they went out there and they played a great game. Come to find out later, there was nothing special about the drink. We have our own drink. The Bible talks about it in John 4.14. Whoever drinks the water I give them... Uh, they will never, I give them will never, okay. Whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Does anybody know what drink I speak of? It has a name. Was that, who said Holy Spirit? That's right. Holy Spirit, is he in you? That's the key. Like I said, I was going to start off with some humor, you know, um, but there are some serious things I want to discuss. So the goal is to be like Christ, all right? Now, I had originally planned to go over 
four categories in which we need to be like Christ. But after completing this message, I felt the Lord lead me to only focus on one for tonight. So I'm just going to focus on one for tonight, okay? The, carry, the category I'm referring to consists of about five letters. You may be familiar with them. LGBTQ. Anybody familiar with these letters, these acronyms? How can we be like Christ in response to the LGBTQ community? And I know there's like more letters, but, you know. The Bible has some acronyms too. I have five that I'd like to share with you tonight. L-R-D-T-H. Does anybody want to take a crack at what L-R-D-T-H is? What do you guys think the L is for? I'm sorry. Lord? Close. It has to do with the Lord, but... Who said love? Okay. How about, res- how about R? Damn, I just said it. <laughs> Respect. How about the D? No, close. Dignity. How about T? Truth. How about H? Holy. Hope, nope. Humility, no. These are all great words. It's honor. Honor. Love, respect, dignity, truth, and honor. These are our acronyms. These are our letters that, you know, they have these significant uh, words here. So let me not get lost here. Hold on a second. Okay, so we're going to take a look at a few Bible verses concerning these powerful words, okay? The first one is probably the most uh, popular verse in the Bible, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Father gave his only Son out of love for us, all of us, in hopes of saving us. The next verse that follows is John 3.17. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. The Bible says the world is condemned already. Our job is not to further condemn it, but to share what will save it from the condemnation. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Okay. You guys with me so far? All right. Genesis 1.27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. The Bible says that we are all image bearers. We are all his creation. We're not all his children, but we are all his creation, right? Have this in mind when we encounter people of the LGBTQ community. Another verse is Ephesians 6.12. This is an important one. For we, re- we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, okay? We wrestle against spiritual principalities. I didn't put the whole verse here, but... You know, the, the point that I want you guys to understand is our fight is not against people. It's not against each other. Who actually wants it to be against people and tries everything in his power to do so? Anybody know? Satan, Satan right? He wants to bring the ring into the physical realm. 
But our fight is where? Which ring? The spiritual realm, which is on our knees. That's right. And the devil will try to do anything in his power to get us to fight in this ring. But we are to fight in the spiritual realm. James 3.9 With the tongue we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Ephesians 4.15 But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ. All men have been created in the likeness of God. How are we treating people we know that live the LGBTQ lifestyle? Is it with love? Respect? Showing dignity? Honoring them as image bearers? The most loving thing... Did I put Ephesians 4.15? Okay, cool. The most loving thing we can do to any human being is share the truth. I want to make this perfectly clear. In no way, shape, or form should we ever compromise on truth. Truth is what sets people free. We should absolutely share the truth. The Bible is very clear about homosexuality. Acting out on these desires is an abomination to God. Remember, we are all born in sin. This is a beautiful image that I found. Um, it's some brand called Salt and Gold collection is uh so they they basically have Jesus serving in this instance somebody from the LGBTQ community but they have this image with Biden with Trump with the Pope with all sorts of controversial figures and it's 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 very when I first first saw this image it actually bothered me I became uncomfortable but then as I read what was going on and and I really was sensitive to the spirit I was like wow that's powerful Jesus would serve. He would love. He would meet people at their needs. And His love, His unconditional love, is what compels people to repentance. Not smacking them over the head with the Bible. Not pointing your finger at them. Because when you point a finger, you have a few pointing at us, right? We all fall short of the glory of God. We all have sin. I want to talk about that. We all come stuck with certain sinful desires. I'm going to share a few of them. It could be vanity. It could be lust. It could be dishonesty. Wickedness, homosexuality, as we mentioned. Covetedness. The list goes on and on. There's many things that we could fall short, right? We all have some or many of these sins by default. What did Jesus say we must do in order to enter the kingdom of heaven? What did he tell to Nicodemus? Must be born again, right? I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. When we are born again, the Bible says we are given a new spirit, a new heart, and a new mind. The mind of Christ. Amen? You guys with me still? Yeah. All right. This new spirit that God gives us, it convicts us. And it compels us to walk the straight and narrow path that leads to everlasting life. 
Isn't that so? For those of you that have Jesus Christ and have been transformed and been born again, don't you feel that inside of you? Don't you feel the Spirit inside of you? Have you ever tried going back to do some of the things that you used to do? It's like God took away the high, right? He took it away. I remember when God truly transformed my life in uh, 2011, and I shared a little bit of my testimony last time. I remember at one point I tried to go back to a, a club, try to have a couple drinks, and it was over for that, man. It was over for that. I saw everything for what it was. I was like, wow, man, these people are lost. They're broken. They're in need of a savior. These things ain't even doing nothing to me. You know, I'm not saying to go out there and try that. I'm saying he was protecting me. He allowed me to go out there and see that, to see that there's nothing for you no more. And um, does this mean that we are perfect having the Holy Spirit? No. Not yet, at least. Not until we are given our new glorified bodies in heaven, right? That's what we long for. Like Paul said, you know, we carry around this body of death. He said, the things I want to do, I don't, and the things I want to, I don't. Who's going to save me from this wretched body, right? Thanks be to God who gave his son Jesus Christ for us. We have to fight the good fight. So us being Christians, us having the helper, the Holy Spirit, still have to battle. There's some things that God will deliver you from, and there's others that he won't. Remember Paul, he said, my grace is sufficient, right? How many of you guys have been delivered from stuff by a raise of hands? Praise God. How many of you guys are still struggling with certain things and having to carry a cross and deny yourselves daily? Amen, right? It's not easy, but neither was what he did on the cross, right? You see, while we are still here, we still battle against this flesh of ours. I've been a barbershop owner for about 13 years now. I've been cutting hair for about 25 years. I'm bald. I'm the bald-headed barber. That's God's uh, sense of humor with me. I have clients from all walks of life. I have actually two of my barbers uh, from our team here, Tone and Andre, who are both believers. You know, God has blessed the shop, man. He's brought it to a place. He, like I said last time, you know, in my testimony, when I submitted to the Lord, I submitted my brand, the TG brand, I submitted my barbershop. If he would have just show up in my life, and he did, and he took ownership. It's not my shop no more. I actually have to correct that. It's not my, I'm not a shop owner no more. I'm the manager. I'm a steward of his business. And my barbers know that. You know, we're all one team for the Lord. You come to my shop, ain't no pictures of haircuts on the TVs. It's all scriptures. From outside, the hope is that people driving by, walking by, they see the scriptures, and it gives them hope. And it gives them, compels them to hopefully come to the Lord. When they come in the shop, there's no haircut pictures. On the screens, I have two screens in there, scriptures. The music, it's all Christian music. It's all glorifying God. Now, when the transition was happening, when the transformation was happening, similar to my life, it was happening to the shop. And one of the main things, and I think I mentioned this last time, that I was a little afraid of was the music. I was like, man, if God, if I switch up the music, for sure, people are just not going to come here no more. Only Christians are going to come here, you know? People are not going to feel welcome. God was like, I got this, bro. Just let me do my thing, you know? And I did it, and man, these guys will tell you, we get er everybody comes to our shop. I'm talking about Jews with the curls, the Muslims, you know, uh, the gays, like flamboyant, 
to everything. They all come and they all feel welcomed. They all feel loved. They all feel respected. Now, it's clear what we believe in. We set the thermostat in our shop. But there's something that God did there that's amazing to me. It still amazes me today that people are still able to come in from all these different walks of life and feel completely welcomed and loved and accepted. We don't accept the sin. We accept the sinner, the person, the person that God died for. He died for them too. He died for all of us. I have, uh, I have gay clients that I've ministered to. One specifically is a client named Paulie. I actually cut him this morning. If you guys follow me on Instagram, social media, whatever, if you guys see like this white-haired guy, he's like 69, 70 years old, and he, gets, he lets me do whatever I want in his hair, all designs, drawing all over his head, and he's a hairstylist. So, you know, he's, he's, uh, he, just, he just loves everything I do to him, right, in the hair. And we have a good relationship. He knows what I believe. And he knows exactly where I stand, and I know exactly where he stands. I've shared the truth to him in love, with respect, dignity, and honor. He once said to me, I was born this way, T. This is how God made me. I was born this way. How many of you guys have heard that? All right? I think uh, Lady Gaga has a song like that. I'm not going to sing that one. For many years, I had wondered about that, though, you know, whether or not people are born gay. And science says there's no evidence to prove this, but you know how people conveniently use science to their convenience, right? <laughs> I'm not going to even get into that, but people conveniently use science, right? But what do you guys think? Are people born gay? What do you guys think? A lot of questions, a lot of surveys here, so how many people say No. Okay, how many people say yeah? Nobody. Oh, one says yeah. Okay, cool. Now, surprisingly, I'm going to give you the answer. Surprisingly, the answer is it's not as important as people think. I truly don't know the answer. Um, but I prayed about it a lot for many years. And God reminded me about something. And we went over it. It doesn't really matter how we are born because the fact of the matter is in order to be in right standing with God, we must be born again. It's not about the first birth. It's about the second birth. Remember before I said by default because of Adam and Eve, we're on the sin setting. You guys understand? So we're... In this direction, following the currents of the world. Who's the ruler of the world? Right? And, and, and those who have children, you see it early on. And we think it's cute. You know, it's little signs of disobedience. You know, you tell them don't touch something, they touch it. Where's that coming from? That's sin. We're born with it. Why do you think he had to come and die for us? So the verdict's not out for me. I don't know. I know there's generational curses. I know there's things like that, strongholds, you know, so, but at the end of the day, we have to be born again anyway, right? Born of the Spirit. Pray for people that are in this lifestyle. Many don't want these desires. 
I know of people who grew up in church battling with these desires. How many people have, how many people know people that go through these things? Personally, family members. People who've even tried to take their own life, life that God gave them as image bearers. Some who have left the church because they felt condemned, unloved, hated. Some may be watching this message right now. I just want you to know something. Jesus loves you. I love you. And if you feel like taking your life, don't do it. Your life is precious and is so valuable to God. There are many more forms of desires that people battle against that have them in bondage, that have them in depression, shame, guilt. And they don't know who to confide in and open their heart to for fear of judgment or alienation. How many people are guilty of this? I am. I'm guilty of this. Holier than thou, better than you. Like my stuff don't stink because I don't deal with what you deal with. We're in the people business, me and my fellow barbers here. We deal with people all day long for many, many years. Many, many conversations throughout the years. And when you build relationships with people, they trust you. And they confide in you and they tell you certain things. Certain things that have been eating away at them for ages. And they never had somebody they could trust to tell them. All I'm saying is, tread lightly. Church, this should not be. This is not the love of Christ. Am I right? Amen? It's a tough message. It's a very, very tough message, a very tough pill to swallow. And I prayed about it. And I said, Lord, I want you to speak. There's a message that you need to throw out there. And I just want to be a vessel for you. Again, I stress, I don't want you guys to get it twisted here. In no way, shape, or form should we ever compromise on the truth. But just be mindful, be gentle, be tender-hearted with people who either pursue this lifestyle willingly or people who fight their flesh daily, denying themselves, picking up their cross and following Jesus. Like I asked before, some people have been delivered from some things, right? A lot of people raise their hands, but there are also things that people are still fighting to this day. Is God's grace sufficient or not? We fight. Application. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you how to love people, how to respect people, how to give people dignity and honor without compromising truth. Even if you don't agree with them, ask the Lord to teach you how to serve people, all people, as Christ would, that the world, through our love and example, may come to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? So, this is all I have in my notes. Um, I just pray that the seed that the Lord wanted to plant 
is in your hearts. The other couple categories that I had originally prepared were how to be like Christ when it comes to politics, how to be like Christ when it comes to religion, people of different faiths and beliefs, and also in the family. There are people that have kids that are in some of these lifestyles that we have spoken about, and I'll touch on it briefly. We're to love them, pray for them, right? And it's hard. You know, we got hit with the political thing, right? There was a lot of things that we went through in these last few years that, man, it caused a lot of division. You know, and I had a similar picture to this. And one of them was Trump sitting in there, sitting there while he's getting his feet washed, and the other one was Biden. And I'm sure some of us, if they saw the Trump, they're like, yeah, you know, that's great, you know. And then the, the, the Biden was like, get your hands off of his feet, you know. But listen, man, God is love. God is love. Doesn't mean that we have to agree with people. Just love them. Pray for them. If you truly love them, pray for them. Share the truth. But pray that the Lord may lead you to share it in love. With respect, dignity, and honor. Like I said, Paulie knows what I believe. I don't, I don't shy away. I speak boldly as the Lord leads me to speak. Sometimes you don't have me speak. Sometimes it may be a lyric in the song or a word on the screen. Sometimes you have, have me uh, uh, speak. Sometimes you have me pray over somebody, lay hands on somebody as he leads. I pray that tonight uh, God was glorified, and I'm just going to close in prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for using me as a vessel for your honor and glory. I pray, Lord, that you were pleased. I pray, Lord, that you were glorified. I pray, Lord, that seeds were planted. And ultimately, Lord, I pray that we may be like Christ, as this is the will of the Father, that we may all be conformed to the image of the Son. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.